Welcome to Living Life. You know, we have an exciting passage today uh, in Living Life. Uh, do you remember uh, when you were young, uh, maybe young, but uh, do you remember when you were really young and your parents would say, I don't want you to hang around with those particular kids? Do you remember why your parents would tell you that? Uh, was it because they did not want you to have fun? No. Looking back on it, it's not because they didn't want you to have the fun. But your parents were using their wisdom uh, because maybe they saw something in those other kids uh, that would not have been beneficial to you. So really what the parents were saying is, I don't want you to hang around those kids because I don't like their ways or their habits. And I don't want those habits, maybe bad habits, rubbing off on you so you begin to imitate their bad habits. So they were actually protecting you from yourself because you were uh, uh, naive, gullible, and really didn't understand uh, the ways of the world. So your parents were there to protect you, and they were there to keep you from certain relationships uh, that in the end would have become bad relationships. There's a Bible verse that kind of illustrates this, and it says, bad company corrupts good character. So let's take a look at the passage and see how that actually works in the passage. Deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 1 through 14. The Levitical priests, indeed the whole tribe of Levi, are to have no allotment or inheritance with Israel. They shall live on the food offerings presented to the Lord, for that is their inheritance. They shall have no inheritance among their fellow Israelites. The Lord is their inheritance, as He promised them. This is the share due the priests from the people who sacrifice a bull or a sheep, the shoulder, the internal organs, and the meat from the head. You are to give them the first fruits of your grain, new wine, and olive oil, and the first wool from the shearing of your sheep. For the Lord your God has chosen them and their descendants out of all your tribes to stand and minister in the Lord's name always. If a Levite moves from one of your towns anywhere in Israel, where he is living and comes in all earnestness to the place the Lord will choose, he may minister in the name of the Lord his God like all his fellow Levites who serve there in the presence of the Lord. He is to share equally in their benefits, even though he has received money from the sale of family possessions. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. 
Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you will dispossess listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. Welcome back to Living Life. So do you remember the quote I said at, um, in the last session? Bad company corrupts good character. We're going to begin to see this in this passage. Moses is letting these, uh, the children of Israel know they're about to enter into the land, uh, but he's trying to warn them about the practices of the other nations. They want a king, because, remember, because the kings in the other nations, all the other nations had kings, so they wanted a king. The problem is, is being around those other nations in their practices could actually bring bad results and harm to the Israelite nation. And Moses is trying to warn them about that. Uh, he begins the passage off, interestingly, and talks about the priesthood. He talks about the tribe of Levi and the Levites, and he talks about the fact that the Levites, the priests, do not have an inheritance. So all of the other tribes received an inheritance. They received land and other inheritance, the Lord, but the Levites and the priests did not. The inheritance of the priests was the Lord himself. Also, the priests were to actually live off of the food offerings of the people. So they could actually eat some of the offerings, especially when bulls were offered before the sacrifice and sheep were offered. They could eat the shoulder of the sheep. Uh, they could actually eat the internal organs of the sheep, and they could eat the meat of the sheep or the bull uh, that was around the head. So this would be, these would be some of the things uh, that, that would sustain uh, these priests would be, again, from the food offerings. But in addition to that, they could have as first fruits, they could have as first fruits grain, they could have uh, new wine as first fruits, olive oil in the shearing of sheep. Because in this way, the Lord was saying, I have chosen you, the tribe of Levi, above all the other tribes of the Israelites to be my possession and to be the one who would stand before me and minister before the Lord. Wow. God was making a statement about the priests and the, and the Levites, and he made that through what they could, would receive as first fruits in addition to living off of the food offerings of the people. Their inheritance, like our inheritance though today, is the Lord. Ultimately, our inheritance is the Lord himself. It's not all the other trappings that go along with it, but it's the Lord Jesus Christ. He then talks about the reciprocity, which is really itinerant um, priests who go from town to town and minister in other towns and saying those priests are entitled to the same services and the same benefits as every other priest that's already ministering in those towns. So again, he's saying that the, the priests, their, their status does not change when they minister from town to town. Then he gets into the meat, which I believe is the meat of what he's really saying here. 
He says, when you go into the land and you, you have the knowledge of the ways of the Lord and you have the, the decrees of the Lord and you understand what the Lord requires, do not take on or imitate the practices or the ways of the other nations, but retain your knowledge and retain your trust in the Lord and retain those laws as your guide. But that's not what would happen. The Israelites would take on the, the practices of these other nations, the evil practices like child sacrifice, divination, which is false prophecy and, and interpreting omens, such as rain and uh, looking at the weather and looking at bird move, uh, movement, these omens. Not only that, they would, they would also engage in uh, witchcraft. Witchcraft. Do you know the word for witchcraft in Galatians 5.20? Actually comes from the Greek word pharmakia. And the reason for that is witches would use potions and drugs in order to gain control over people and try to change circumstances. So drug use, abuse of drugs, and potions were connected with witches. In addition to that, spiritists and mediums who consulted would consult the dead on behalf of someone. These were some of the evil practices which the Bible actually calls, and God calls, detestable, that the Israelites would take on from these other nations when they enter the land, and Moses is warning them. In the same way, when we are associated with those whose character is contrary to what God would want for us, we are in danger of taking on those characteristics, those characteristics that would rub off on us, and now it would also cause us to turn away from God. God is warning us and saying, the reason why I'm calling you out to be separate and I'm calling you out to be my treasured possession for me, consecrated to me, is so that you don't turn away from me and begin to follow the practices of these other nations that can only lead to certain harm. God loves you so much, so much that he will warn you before something happens, before you begin to take on and imitate the ways of others that are causing you to turn away from him. He loves you so much. And today is the day, if you are hearing his voice, is to separate yourself and consecrate yourself again and return back to the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the examples of your word as we read these scriptures. And we pray that the truth of, these, of your word and the truth of these examples will be imparted to us that we may walk according to your word and your ways. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. 
Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, see you.